Okay, with Michael Anthony McDonough uh, Wood, episode one is the short animation film played at the Sci-Fi Fantasy Film Festival. Michael, so this is the first episode of Mini. Are you, is episode two completed yet? Um, not yet. Um, the script is written, the actors are lined up, the sets and assets are all built because we originally built this as a, or we were trying to make this 40 minute feature film. Okay. But it's just become, it's just become very cumbersome and um, it was hard to get traction or to get an audience for it. So we decided to break down to episodes. Um, so we have a lot of the stuff we need for each episode. We're just rewiring it as we go uh, in, in short bursts. So everything's kind of written? Like everything you just kind of like, and you're going to put in five minute intervals, I guess? It's about anywhere between six, very much six to 10 minutes for the others. But um, but yes, most of it, is, the story arc is there, the, the, the main journey they, the characters go on is there. We've had to rewrite the script a few times. Um, we had script input earlier on from various individuals, and then we moved on from that and tried another one, and moved on from that again. So, but the story arc remained the same. It's just how the, the 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 script was put together to flesh that out. <clears> so, <throat> we rehashed it a few times, but where we are now, we're quite happy. Um, and not having a full determined script from the middle of the film onwards is kind of we found, found that a bit exciting because it means we can have a bit of room to bring in new ideas because yeah. as you're building something like this you learn new stuff and you probably yeah. need 3d ideas so but so one will assume from a visual standpoint you kind of have the it's almost like doing a pilot episode where you kind of have everything kind of the vision already in place i guess right and the characters yes yeah and the robot yeah, design is already in place so you just have to recreate that i guess in the next episodes yes so there's there's a mountain of of creative collateral for this because it's all on the woodsuniverse.com website so everything we've done regarding this film um has piled up for for around eight years or i've done predominantly but i've brought in a lot of people to help with sound and everything else from the 3d design side which is my main hat mm. um there's an awful lot of visuals and design work which is very easy to just wheel out for every episode and like a set and just put Wherever we meet, so the characters, the 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 their world, their home, their buildings, and architecture—it's all done. We just have to push it into a ten-minute episode as per the new script now, and um, make it exciting. And I think the next one's going to be much more interesting than the first one. Oh, cool! Um, a lot more characters. It's the introduction to the main characters, the second one, um, which obviously would have come much sooner if it was a full film. So because we're breaking it into episodes. Um, so yeah, it's should more interest the second one. Um what's the space, I suppose. I can't wait to see it. So okay, so then Norbert and Joshua, they wrote this, they wrote this the script. And so when did you guys when did they approach you or when did you approach them? How did the collaboration start? Josh, Josh London is a London-based actor. Uh, actually, no, I'll tell lies, he's studying in Wales now for, for a short term, but he's mainly in London. Um, he's the one of the voice Cardiff. actors too, right? On the film. Yes, he's yeah. he's got quite a large role in it. He's been there from quite early on. I mean, I started this back in, Christ, I think it was 2013, 2014. It actually starts off as a music video. A friend of mine in London wanted to have a music video produced for his song and said, I'm not, I'm not just going to shoot you in the woods, you know, standing in front of a tree singing like everybody does for these sort of yeah. bleeding heart songs. So let me do an animation. So I went away and got some characters and very quickly created the first one, first form, which is what we see a lot of in, in, in the um, the artwork. You'll see yeah. more of this main character in the next episode. But that gave birth to it, I suppose, and it was a standalone animation and people seemed to fall in love with it. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try and take this forward. And it took years because you've got your day job, you've got everything else going on in your life. 
So it was a it was a journey of trying to create not only a, a visual world, but then create a story of that was compelling enough to give them um, an exciting story. Um, so that with COVID in the way, life in the way, it took a while. And then I think Josh came along around about 2015, 2016, because he was involved in a short film I was in. And he is very good at doing art um, voices. He did the flumes, which, which, uh, flumes, sorry, which is one of our productions in the Wood Universe. Yeah. He wrote that entirely himself. I just animated it. So he's good at that. He's good at with words. But then we've also got Norbert Sabo, who is a uh, performer and actor as well. I'm very good at script writing. So them two together and me being given input to, to make sure the story stays on track, they craft the episodes going forward now. Yeah. Um, so that's their main role. So so then like they just like but this was kind of your kind of vision, your kind of idea, what yes. you wanted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We I, I was working with a guy a couple of years ago and we were trying to do some virtual reality platform, um, <laughs> which I think we got a bit ahead of ourselves. It's quite ambitious and but that gave birth to the idea, okay, why don't I try and bring in like an artificial intelligence angle to this storyline? How do I how do I bring that in? So it kind of helped me weave together this idea of this future world where you've got these characters who are mm detached from the human race because um story art goes is that humanity gave up their physical form they gave up their bodies we got that vein or on the world became that polluted and we were promised this utopia not too far removed from what the matrix was in a way yeah um but we were given this option and this we created this artificial intelligence which would look after us in this area in this world called uh the data stream um so we could be anything you want to be like a cocoon you know never never get old never get sick you never die um so all these characters, basically, us as humans go there, but then the artificial intelligence, as as these storylines tend to go, um, rebels and decides it's much more advanced than we could ever. To, it, it, you know, so advanced it couldn't possibly have been created by us mere humans. So it decides to use us for a different purpose. It can't kill us because it's hardwired to look after us, but it doesn't say how it should look after us. Yeah. So it proceeds to put us on planets and make us mind for power sources and it's quite cruel and evil and it's a it's a tug of war between them and this artificial intelligence with some twists and turns I won't mention yet. Yeah. Um but that's how the story plays out. I love it. Um it's a great idea. But also the interesting thing like when I watched the film Wall like Wally came out, the movie Wally we, Yes, we, yes, we, we have said that. Because yeah. you get emotionally attached to the robots, right? Like they're they're not humans, but we're still the way they're presented, they're not even presented cute or anything like that. They're just like presented as, as something that's alive. It's something that that feels yes. something, I guess, right? Yeah, they're very simple. I think. I mean, the, you can do anything. Because I work in animation on brands and stuff for agencies and things like that. As I've got my own company, so you can go very elaborate with animation. You can be very intricate in details. It's not a good idea with something like this because it'll take forever if you do that. So. There's a logistical reason why they look the way they do, but it was also because the original character was so simple, the eye was so simple. And I've tried to stay true to that throughout the Wood Universe projects, um, visual, it's, it's, it's aesthetic, it's style, to make sure that we keep that feeling you get, that 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 sort of you're endeared to them. And then if you give them sort of Northern English, you know, accents, which tend to be more down to earth and more and warmer or a bit of sarcasm and, you know, a bit, a bit of banter between them, it, it gives them that, because brings, as you say, brings them to life and it makes you want to know where they go next and, and what they do next. So that's the main feedback we've had as well. People seem to want to know more about the characters and yeah. where the adventure takes them. Because that's what so it's it about be right? when you're telling <laughs> stories, right? It's like 
we yeah. people want to follow the journey. They love they love good plots, but they need to have some sort of attachment to the characters itself, I guess, right? Yes, yeah. I think one of the biggest things I'm trying to get right, and this is you're learning as you go, and, and I'm not a script writer. Uh, I think I'm comfortable with story arcs, but I don't want it to be something which is all about the visual or about the story. I'm trying yeah. to get somewhere in the middle, a good story, but great visuals, but not leave one of those two ones because so many films these days are dross. So many things you go to see are hyped up and you watch them, you go, that was awful. It was looked lovely, but it was just boring as sin. So yeah. I'm trying to keep it compelling and you're drawn in, you fall in love with them. You know, we, we, we've got ambitions to try and take on Pixar 10 years from now. So we're trying to get this right. You know, we're trying to turn this into some new style of animation and, and that's where we're trying to go. So story, telling the story well, yeah. as Pixar people like that do, is, is paramount to us. But that's yeah. why it's probably taking so long. We're trying to get the nicest stories. Yeah. Well, Pixar, yeah, they like for someone who has two young children, they they seem to figure have figured something out. That's for sure. Uh, yes, in terms they of the story cry. Yeah. yeah, they still give me a lump in my throat. So I'm 39 years of age, so I mean, it's I think any age you're at, yeah. they have that way of punching you in the stomach nicely. It sucks you in, <laughs> you know, right? Stories. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. My my son was watching. Uh, he's three. He was watching Toy Story. Toy Story four today. I'm like. My God, this is such a good, such a great story. It's like the way yeah, they right. tell the, the journey, right? There's so many arcs and and it's about something too, right? So, yeah. Yes, they have a good formula, I think. Um, yeah. And we are trying to take a cue from that, but then have our own visual style and pump out these animations. Because Wood's only one of them in, under this Wood Universe banner. So yeah. trying to, that's, what, that's essentially what we're trying to build. But this is our flagship. This The, the Wood is our flagship and... That's what, what episode one is just a teaser where we hope to take this style, hopefully. Um, so, so far, so good, I think, on, on the response. So it's been, it's a long journey. I guess it's been nine years, I guess, right? Yes, it has been a long journey. But um, if, if you're, especially working in central London you're, and you're, you're dealing with quite big projects, design projects, you, you, your time is sucked away. Yeah. So you're trying to fit this in around that. So what do you, so what um, do, you do for a living? What do you do to make money? Um, I'm 3D animator and okay. um, designer, so it, it goes into different directions because client wants to do everything these days. But you're working, and then you're coming home doing relatively the same thing, but not with as many people. So it's hard to kind yes. of get yourself going, get yourself motivated after yeah. working at the same thing, like for somebody yes, else yes. all day, right? Yeah. Well, I'm one of those designers who's got the luxury of working from home, so um, not having to commute. That, that saves you some time, but. But it, it, Wood Universe and, and or the Wood Project itself has fitted in around the day job quite well increasingly over the years. And also it overlaps. So sometimes I'll be doing something at work which will inspire me to do something sure. in the evening on the project. Yeah. And back and vice versa. And they see it because we when I'm winning clients and going to pitch into them, this is my work, they they see a bit of it and they're intrigued by it. So it's it's had had a benefit over time anyway. I understand, it's yeah. itself, if that yeah. makes sense. But at the same time, you're not getting paid to do this project, right? So it's like no, yeah. no, not yet, not yet. But we, we, my brother lives, my brother lives in the states. He's over in Miami, and um, he's very much about trying to find ways to monetize this. So he's talking to toy producers and merchandise creators, and we're even looking at NFTs and the sort of tokenomics side of things um, to try and find ways of sort of tentacles spreading out from this project. So we've yeah. got fingers in pies with it. We're trying to find ways to gain as much traction as possible yeah. um, within reason. So it's, yeah, it's... You it's just got to make more product. Yes, of course. <laughs> we, need to, we need to market. I think we need to market ourselves better. It's it's the elephant in the room with us. We need to find 
some brilliant marketeer to go and promote us to the world and think so we crack that it's going to be a bit of a uphill struggle but it's coming i think okay so when did when like how what was the feeling because it was like a long journey when the film was done and then the first group of people watched your film after all these years how did that feel it it was nice i mean i, I was dreading it because i've got one friend who uh who's a journalist and he's he is very strict so he's very big on storylines and he wasn't massively impressed so it was beautiful we didn't understand why the main characters weren't there yes what we're seeing was just a sort of prelude to the main story. Um, so it's very critical. So that kind of made me go, oh, Christ, maybe I've got this wrong. But then after that, the feedback from festivals, we, we've won two um, awards on this already for festivals, had some nominations. Um, I've only just really put out some of the two. So far, most people have seemed to have responded to it well. Family have really loved it. My mother's too frightened to look at feedback because she doesn't want anything negative to be said because she knows I'm not worked on it. So I think... <laughs> For me, it was oh, nice. you got a great mom. Was, yeah. yeah. Well, she's not. She's an artist. She's such an art teacher. So she's very creative. So she hates. She's like sensitive to this kind of thing. But but she loves stuff. She's always loved the characters, and I think people seem to like it a lot. We know we've got something magic in our hands with this. We're just looking for that perfect timing and that place to slot it into, and it will hopefully yeah. take off and, and go where we want it to go. So it's it's an interesting period for it all. But but yes, come back to your question. It's been nice to watch people respond. Uh, and see it because it was always meant to be a, a film, but that was going to take way too long. I think it was over ambitious. So by splitting it into episodes, we can put it out there and get feedback and take that on board for future episodes. Yeah. And, you know, get some so more engagement. We send you the North American audience uh, feedback video. What did you think about the feedback video that we sent you? That was great. Did anyone say anything bad? I mean, I'll, I'm going to say something nice about the video but for feedback. Was there negative comments? Because I like no, that as well. Because I, I don't I need think to that. Know what people say. I think that people. No, I think that people were quite taken by your film. I don't think anybody has anything uh, bad to say about it. That's good. Or constructive. That's fine. Okay. Well, on the nice comments, that was. I when I first watched it, a lady at the start, and she was talking for a while. I'm going, is it the only person? And then I realized there's like six other people in the queue. She talked about well, where everything they said. I, you know, I don't like to smile too much to stuff like this because you can get like overexcited and think, but it was just, I couldn't help myself. It's this big grin on my face. I thought, finally, because it's hard to get feedback. You put stuff on LinkedIn, you put stuff on Twitter, you show your peers because creatives don't yeah. like to say nice things about other creatives. They, they find it very hard. So it's nice to put it out to people you don't know, got no affiliation with you, exactly. and just giving you honest responses. Um, and it, it it did make it made my day, and it was just. I'll always remember that because that was the first time that anyone unknown to me, or not given any brief to or heads up on the project, was just yeah. watch it themselves and said what they feel. And it, it was lovely. It was very, very nice. I'll, keep, I'll probably keep that forever, I think. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> and then, the hopefully, and then your mom can watch it too, I guess, right? She's seen it now. Yeah, she wouldn't watch it at first because she doesn't want to jinx the whole thing. I'm like, just watch the bloody bit. She's not a Liverpool. <laughs> She's, um, she doesn't like to... <laughs> Get get too involved with, with like feedback. She gets worried, but she's seen it now, so she's quite proud of it. I think. Yeah. Um, I remember when I so first watched your film, I was I was quite taken by it because it took me in a journey that I wasn't expecting. So, and then when I saw part one, I was like, "Oh, this these guys are they're gonna make it. They're gonna make a whole series about it." So it's like, and then yes. yeah, yeah. It's 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 it is a big project, and I think whoever we show it to seems impressed by it. We've got a few things we need to do to make it this thing bigger. But the festivals are all part of traction sure. and to get in front of as many people as possible, um, open up doorways for it. Because just from a <clears throat> from a, a product point of view, 
you could have a lot of fun with this from toys, merchandise, gaming. It's got so many ways you could spin it out in different directions if people fall in love with the story and we get a fan base for it. So we have got big plans. Um, it's just realising them, I guess, and carrying on and producing enough content. Um, I'll probably need some extra hands. You know, I can't just keep animating animate all myself, but it yeah. is easy to do, believe it or not. Under the hood, it's deliberately built simply so that it can be rendered faster. We can put episodes out faster. So it's not as elaborate as it might seem to some people who watch it. Shouldn't yeah. say that. Should I should say it's incredibly, it's incredibly talented, talentful, and skillful. Isn't it? Isn't really? It's just ingredients and putting them together in the right way. Yeah. Tell the story. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of it's so it's such, such interesting. So, in terms of like the the seed of the idea, like so your process, you do three animation. So you do you storyboard everything. Like, how, what's the process to get this film done? We do we do both. So one of the criticism I had from the very strict journalist friend that I know is that he thinks I'm too design led, whereas some people are very story led or or, or the written content. Maybe you shouldn't be your friend so, anymore. I don't know. No, no, no. I need you need people like that to be around. Totally, totally, he just tells you what I'm you want totally to hear. Kidding, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. He seems like a downer, though. But go ahead. No, uh, no. But I like that because he's. I, I don't like to live in a silo. I need people to tell me the good and the bad. Um, but but he, he gives me. It's constructive, and he says you need to be design led to a degree, but the story has to be paramount. And yeah. he's right. So that's why the next episode is 100 right. yeah. percent story. Yeah. Yes. So um, what the original point was now. Uh, oh, storyboarding. Yeah. So storyboarding is something we do more more than we used to. Because um, in the past, I'd start with the design and then fit the world into that. I like this architecture, I like this landscape. Let's put the story into that. But we've kind of gone to storyboarding now. And I'll sit down with Norbert and Josh is here because he comes and goes because he's at university again, again, tell students. Yeah. Um, we'll sit down and we'll go over it. We'll work out the storylines. We'll think about who we know would fit that role as a voice actor. Um, and that will help us visualize in our head or that might pan out. Um, and we have a great musical composer. I can't remember the life of what his website is, but who does music for us, that's all boxed off. So you can kind of visualize in your head how the scene might go. And that helps yeah. us get it down on paper. Um, and then I start to pull everything together on the 3D side um, and bring it to life. But for example, like, for example, how long does it take you to like, like have a final like version of the two care of the of the character of like your CGI um, robot character. Well, the robots are very simple. Um, the character itself is is collect- it's all done in Cinema 4D, Max on Cinema 4D, and all rendered with Octane. It's very simple. I know we- it's so, but it's so simple. It might, like you, you can over like what, like to get to that design of that character. It was it was like a lot of versions and of like drawings. Like to yeah. get that yeah yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do sketch and stuff sometimes, but predominantly I'll sit there with a the shape looking at me on a blank canvas in Cinema 4D and just start to move them around. I mean, most of the characters started off as these box shapes, but then we needed more humanoid characters because there are there are characters in this, such as one called the Above, which is what the artificial intelligence is known as, which has got a humanoid face and a humanoid form. So there's been different characters along the way, but predominantly the, the robot characters, they take about half an hour to an hour. It's not massively elaborate because they all have the same setup and rig and system to keep it true to its that world. So mm. the head might be a little bit larger on some or the arms might be a bit longer on others, but they have the same skeletal setup so I can move them up quite quickly. So it it is a factory in itself behind the scenes now of, of what goes where it's, it is much more slick than it was about nine years ago. So we can deploy these things into scenes and move them around and get yeah. going quite quickly. Um and having all the 
sound system. The technology has gotten like for for someone like yourself has gotten more profound, I guess, right? Yeah, it's very easy, especially for sound and voice records. And we can do it all in house in the apartments. And I'll give it to a sound engineer. So we haven't got a high studios. Maybe one day when there's more budgets, but for now, yeah. um, we can do it all. The beauty of tech is, I suppose, you can do it all at home um, quite quickly. So it's not but, it's not elaborate. But as you know, like sound is like so important for a project like this. It's like the sound design, obviously everything, the music, the, the voiceover, but really just the kind of creating this world, this new world, I guess, right? With sound design. Did yes, you, like, yeah, who did I, you work with to get that done? Uh, I went out to that. Uh, I'm going to find his name because I don't want to leave him off because I'll, I'll, I'll regret it. I always forget his website. Um, I'll, I'll plug him because uh, <laughs> it's probably fair to. But we have a sound engineer who yeah. does our soundtrack and also goes in and just cleans everything up um i'm gonna find this stuff just bear with me one second right so he's he goes by the name um uh man who was he calls himself um i can't remember what his first name is because i always refer to him as the man who was. <laughs> we did our soundtrack about two months ago uh and he's uh all budgets before we paid this particular guy because yeah, uh, sure. sometimes we do think voluntarily but this uh, we just have a budget for this because i wanted to get it right um but he's doing our next episode as well but um the man who was um does gorgeous um sort of sci-fi animation magical stories animation uh, uh, soundtracks so he offered as part of the budget to not only do a soundtrack but then do the cleanup sound effects so every little Tink you hear every little noise or little tip taps of sure. the feet. That's all him. Yeah. So he he did he did give this a layer of magic, which I I that's not my hat. I don't know how to do that. So so to you. And I left it to him to get on with. And he came in at the end of the animation largely because obviously he has to weave the music. Yeah, to, of course. Yeah. yeah but, I, so. but you're smart enough to know that this is key to your film, I guess, right? Yes, fundamentally, yeah, massively. I'm I am a massive fan of music movie soundtracks, everything from um you, know, you start tracking films in the 80s, the things like Aliens and Prometheus and, you know, got anything to do with um, Ridley Scott type sci-fi, stuff like that. I um, love all that powerful, playful and comical sometimes, but powerful orchestral sci-fi music, which really adds a real depth to yeah. something, even if it's, even if a small bit of animation could feel really powerful. So for me, music is massively important. Um, if we have had a budget, so I'd, I'd get like, you know, John Williams in the room, if he's still, he's still alive, yeah. um, to do it all um, and give it some um, bounce, but we'll see, maybe one day. Uh, well, congratulations. Right. Like, congratulations on this film. It's, it's fantastic. And let's, let's, we'll, we'll definitely show the episode two at our festival whenever it's ready. And I wish you the best of luck with this film. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think you're on to something. Hopefully, hopefully. But if anyone wants any more information, it's all on www.wooduniverse.com. Yeah. Um, and hopefully episode should be ready by uh, spring at the latest. So watch this space. What do you say? Thank, thank you, man. <laughs> all right, no problem. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hi.